morning, good afternoon and good evening, good evening and welcome to Breaking the Camel's Back with me, Just Jane. Now my guests today are Dan and Marilyn Russell-White. Um, Dan and Marilyn have a wonderful story. They eloped in 2019 and they went travelling on their honeymoon later that year throughout the world. They found themselves in the Far East in December 2019 and locked down or locked in. Marilyn, Dan, it's great to have you here on my very, very first podcast. It's been a crazy couple of years for you both. It's been fantastic watching your mad ventures. Tell us what happened. What were your feelings when you realised you'd be overseas for longer than you'd anticipated? Well, um, I'd say first, first it was a little bit upsetting because we wanted to continue our honeymoon um, from Singapore, where we finally rested here. Uh, well, not finally rested, obviously, I have a bit. But you know, <laughs> where we'd uh, obviously got locked down. <laughs> what am I saying? Where we got locked down. Um, we wanted to go back up through Thailand and uh, round into India, spend a month or so, two months, three months in India, and then up through China, through the stands and Greece and Tur you know, uh, Turkey and all those places um, have those experiences. But, um, but obviously, being locked down here due to COVID uh, was really upsetting because we wanted to have those experiences and obviously wanted to get back home to our loved ones, uh, family, friends and such. Um, that was one side, uh, but the other side was uh, kind of quite happy and quite elated because looking at how it was turning out and how things were progressing in the world, um, it was very lucky that we were stuck here. Um, the reason why I suppose I'm a bit happy about being stuck here is because it's so safe here. Everyone pretty much follows the rules quite rigidly. Everyone's wearing masks outside all the time. If you leave your home, mask on, that's it, unless you're eating or drinking. And that's kind of it really. And everyone's really good at that. And that's why the numbers are quite low here. Um, I can't catch COVID because um, I've had three lung operations uh, in my life. So uh, um, catching COVID would be quite bad for me. And after that operations due to compression and decompression, so uh, it may cause some um, issues. So no scuba diving and uh, medically advisable not to fly. So going by land uh, through these other countries and stuff as the disease was progressing, especially how it has in India and how it was in Italy and stuff, you know, uh, it was, was definitely not something we could have done if we'd have been caught anywhere else. It would have been much more of a difficult and dangerous uh, story that we'd be telling. Um, but luckily we're here. So on this side, you know, we're, we're very, very lucky to be here. And Marilyn's got friends and family here. So uh, so we're kind of like caught so we, quite nicely. Yeah, yes. And so we created a, a home away from home. I think that's what we uh, didn't expect to do, but what we have done to adapt to the situation. But also, as Dan said, we're very lucky to be in a place that is familiar to us, where we have friends and family and the support network, um, because if we were, if we had been stuck anywhere else, I think it would have been very, very different. So it was, um, it was a blessing to be stuck, I guess, stuck here in Singapore. Dan, you were working in a yeah. bank in Southampton. Marilyn, you were working in an arts cap. Are they holding your jobs open for you? Uh, so for me, 
no. Uh, and there's multiple reasons. When I left, it was um, great. I absolutely loved my job. It was one of the best jobs that I've ever had um, working in the kitchen at the art house. And um, when I left, I did say that I'd be leaving for, you know, a, probably a year and uh, or so, but I would love to come back if they ever, you know, if they um, had space or whatever. So they said, you know, just pop your head in whenever, whenever you're back. Um, you never know what happens, what could happen. And then, um, but with COVID now, uh, everything has changed and the, arts the art house has actually uh, transformed as well. And they've created more of a, an art space um, dedicated their space to the arts as the name uh, suggests the art house and which is beautiful. And now there's um, no longer any need for uh, a chef. <laughs> who's also not based in the UK, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I suppose myself, um, uh, way back when yeah, I was working there, it seems such a long time ago now, um, I'd asked for uh, a year's sabbatical, uh, which they weren't happy about. Um, I'd been working there for a, a number of years. Um, and and after some deliberation with the, the bosses and such there, um, I managed to uh, gain uh, mission have a sabbatical um, with which uh, Marilyn and I eloped over in America. We took uh, Queen Mary II over to America, to New York. We got married in, uh, in Central Park, Northwoods, um, the highest point of, uh, of, uh, North, uh, of uh, Central Park there in, in, in New York. Uh, then I went down to Texas to meet my uh, my new in-laws, which obviously because we eloped, I never met them. So during the, the wedding ceremony and everything, they they didn't know, and I didn't know them. Um, so so yeah, a really 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 nice time, um, uh, illuminating time down with uh, my new in-laws, and then back up to New York uh, to get the uh, Queen Mary two back. Um, then there was a, a little while before. We set off on our honeymoon um, during that time, and there was some word because I was obviously in message with uh, my old team and stuff back in, uh, in the bank there um, that the uh, the building we were in was coming up for renewal, the uh, the rental up for renewal, and whether we were going to still keep on with it or not. And then, as we were just about to go, um, we were being served uh, notices saying that they weren't going to renew the uh, uh, the lease on the building and that um, we can get processed back into the system and maybe get new jobs, but the jobs were very few and far between. There were hundreds of people in the building um, and um, most of us were gonna be laid off. So um, I took the redundancy. So basically, as I went on my honeymoon, I didn't have a job to come back to is kind of the answer to your question. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, um, it was uh, quite, quite freeing, uh, freeing feeling especially in this day and age, uh, quite liberating to break yourself from the chains of, you know, the, the employment situation, I suppose, uh, <laughs> which is very different for me, obviously. Uh, and uh, I've always had a job uh, and uh, yeah, and to be without a job. So that was so interesting, yeah. Was there, was there a defining moment when you realized that you didn't want to go back to that way of life? Uh, well, yeah, I think when we were um, 
here in Singapore and in lockdown, um, not really able to, you know, well, we weren't, we weren't working anyway. So we were just doing things that we love to do, cooking, practicing yoga, um, sharing food with people. We realized that that was our priorities as well. Um, just doing things that we love to do uh, for the sake, for because of the passion behind it and not because we had to do it. It was like a, there was, it was never a chore to do. It was just things that we loved to do. And, um, and it was just, yeah, being able to explore our potential in what we could do, especially in this kind of climate and this environment, we were trying to adapt to the things that we could do um, within our means and within uh, the resources that we had and the support network that we had. And that made us realize like, oh, wow, we could actually do a lot more than, you know, just the ordinary. We can actually um, potentially like go into food or go into um, yoga. And then um, our time in Gaia was actually. Yeah, yeah, funny. yeah. Um, I think when uh, when we were on our honeymoon, obviously, we traveled by land um, and one of our stops um, coming through, obviously, went Russia, China. One of our stops was uh, just after Cambodia, was in Thailand, based, uh, just in Udon Thani, uh, on the border of Laos. Um, uh, we stayed in a place called Gaia Ashram, which is a permaculture farm, work away. Um, and... I think that working at this place, it was quite a defining point, a kind of a flag post in, in our history, in our, in our adventures, mad adventures there, that, um, that there are other ways. Um, because it's a permaculture farm, uh, obviously the possibilities of growing uh, more abundance and different things is, is greater than monocropping and everything like that. So um, that was all quite new and quite an eye-opener for us. Uh, so but coming from uh, a financial institution, um, which, which knowing now it doesn't really hold any intrinsic value, it only holds the value that some man at the top decides to put on it. And as long as we all toe the line and agree to that, then that's how much it's worth. You know. It holds no intrinsic value to life at all. Uh, to then work in a place which is all about intrinsic value, worth, and life, and all those things. Um, that kind of dichotomy sort of thing that those kind of poles, uh, uh, once they were kind of exposed to us and, uh, and unveiled it, you know, it's again, I say the word liberating, it is liberating to have that experience and to be like, wow, this is, this is something that has got like life running through it. Uh, you know, and that's very, very different to the jobs that I've had before um, uh, coming from like the financial places where I was working before. So um, I suppose working in the work away there on our honeymoon was uh, definitely one of the points where we would say one of the pivotal moments saying, yeah, we would probably do better for ourselves and for the planet and, and ergo everything else. As a whole, you know, um, we'll, we'll do better for everything if we were to follow that kind of a line. Obviously, there'll be times due to the restrictions and financial way the world runs. There may be times which we may need to wobble from one side or the other. But obviously, the the general the general track now is kind of uh, 
laid in a different direction, which is which is really, really nice. Yeah. So COVID could very well have been the best thing that ever happened for you. Because Dan, you have changed beyond all recognition. I've known you for quite some time now, and you have changed beyond all recognition. You're yogis, you're both yogis. Tell me about that journey. Well, the, I guess the journey began um, a few years back when I had started practicing Kundalini Yoga. And actually the funny thing was, I discovered Kundalini Yoga in Singapore before I left for the UK. So I actually discovered it here. It was my first, I took the first class here and I was just blown away by it. It was quite a powerful, invigorating, uplifting class that I took. And I was like, wow, what is this? This is unlike anything I'd ever tried. And then I was like, oh, it's such a shame because I'm leaving for the UK in a, in a few weeks. Um, so then I left for the UK. And then I, when I got there, I was like Googling for Kundalini yoga classes. And I discovered this, a class in Southampton uh, that was happening every Monday. And it was great. And um, I just fell in love with it. And so I became a really avid like practitioner and I was like trying to do it every single day and um then when I met Dan uh I moved in to to his place as we became flatmates and um we're practicing together and then we when we got married we practiced together and then we came to Singapore and we were continuously were continuing the practice um as we were traveling and I was thinking oh it'd be great you know when we get to India that we could potentially take a kundalini yoga teacher training course um and we're like yeah that would be great uh, let's try and look out for that so then when we went in march when we weren't able to leave the country in singapore we were thinking we wouldn't be able to get that opportunity anymore because we won't be going to india so what do we do we just continue practicing and then um we met somebody actually here in singapore who said uh actually you know what there's a course that's happening uh, in a few weeks, that is hybrid online and in-person teacher training course. And I think they still have openings. So you should, you should look into it if you're interested. And we were like, absolutely. We're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we jumped on that. <laughs> and it was a six month journey. Uh, it was quite different because it was online and in-person, which was the first kind that they had done in this way, in this format. Um, just to also, again, adapt to the COVID situation. Um, but it was an amazing experience. And I was just, it was just amazing that we got to do it together as well. Yeah, we, we actually got to learn uh, uh, Kundalini Yoga and train to be Kundalini Yoga teachers um, with different people all around, uh, all around Asia. It was really, really something. Um, everywhere from Vietnam, out to Sri Lanka. We had people from Hong Kong. We had, we had people everywhere like uh like there was like sometimes 45 people or more um actually on on the zoom meetings and stuff when we'd be there doing the training and wow. teaching and stuff it was it was really big and it was really something and we had about uh eight people here uh in in singapore uh to our group that was including the teachers i think was that teachers? eight people eight people yes, yes yeah uh including the teachers and uh yeah and it was a nice uh nice uh, group, good group of friends uh, we, we found there as well so it was really really beautiful to, to to get to do it and i only had the experience of kundalini through marilyn um so yeah i'm very very pleased about that yeah yeah fantastic 
That is awesome. So what's next? Are you planning to return to the UK? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, the plan was obviously to go around and to end up back in the UK. That, that was the uh, initial plan. Uh, although the issue is, is that uh, now because obviously COVID is in different states around uh, the world in different levels and stuff, and it's not too, not too good in the UK from what we see on the stats that, um, that making any move towards that way, even if it was, we, even if Singapore was to open its borders and we were to travel through, we'd have to have every single country open its borders. We'd have to travel through all those countries and probably pay for um, two weeks quarantine in each of them and stuff, which is not possible. So, um, so for the foreseeable future, it looks like we're kind of stuck here. Um, unless we can get some safe passage to New Zealand, which is uh, definitely uh, something we will be pursuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also something that we learned from this pandemic is that things can change within a day. Like things, yes. no matter how many plans you make, things are gonna change. And whatever you do, utilize your potential and the, the things that you're good at and really work on those things that you're good at because um, you're never, you never know when you're gonna need those skills. And I think for us, because the plans have been changing constantly, we've been really having to dig deep into harnessing the uh, skills and our um, our knowledge in the things that we love yeah. to do, yeah. and how can we create that into something that works for us? That is uh, actually providing us with some sort of income as well. Um, whether it's teaching yoga online that now that we can do, and uh, feeding people like with our food, with the vegan food, um, I think that's the one thing that we have to keep in mind is that even though we may try and plan to go to New Zealand or the UK or wherever it may be, that may not happen. So we have to, yeah, got to be flexible. We have to be flexible and we yeah. have to be able to know uh, our own power and limitations, which is quite infinite, what we can do. It's just whether or not we put our minds to it. And it's kind of following our truth as well as yeah. diversifying. So, uh, oh, definitely. Know. And it sounds like yours definitely knew where it was going. And everybody needs to eat and everybody needs calm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, Marilyn, Dan, your story is so inspirational. It, it really is. It, I'm sure many of the people listening and watching are going to take away so many positives from this and see that no matter what the challenges are, you can grab the positives. You can. And they are often the straw that breaks the camel's back and they project you forward. You two have skyrocketed, absolutely skyrocketed. And, you know, things like this come along to just make us see that. And, you know, they are the catalyst to power up our lives. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you were my first guest. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you for having it's us. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been honor. a pleasure, that's right. No problem at all. I'm just Jane. You have been listening or watching Breaking the Camel's Back.
and I'm so grateful to all of you for joining us here and I will see you next time.